0: Who's on first? What face do you want to talk about? I'm gonna get in a lot of trouble here. You play to win the game. This man was a bona fide scrub. He can't play! No disrespect whatsoever.
1: Bulls is retarded. Come after me! They're comedians, they're sports fans, and all-around degenerates. It's the Who's On First Podcast with your hosts Matt Marin and Anthony Passaretti. I'm a man!
0: I'm 40! What's up? Welcome to the Who's On First podcast. I am Matt Marin here with Anthony Passaretti as always. What's up? And just two of us today, no guests this time. Yeah, just hanging out, two yeah. of us. It's kind of good. I we t- it took us both a little
1: while to get here. I would feel bad yeah. if we
0: had <laughs> guests. We we're both late today. <laughs> yeah, yeah. It's uh, I don't know. I like having guests in, but I like doing episodes where it'll just be us talking sports. Also, yeah, both are great. Yeah, it's fun having uh, like other comedians who like. Then you like learn that, like Joel talking about growing up in Detroit, going to Tigers games, is all like stuff like that. I like having absolutely.
1: In yeah, I've grown up in this area my whole life, so I tend like uh, New York sports. I've no. Thousands of people who like the Giants or the Jets. It's I love meeting someone who's diehard lion, diehard yeah. tigers. It's so interesting to like have a new perspective. It, yeah,
0: I just I go to um there's a bar in Brooklyn, the uh, turkeys nest. I was there yesterday. That's where Joel was talking about where a lot of comedians go and watch football games together. And you're just there. And because everyone from New York is from somewhere else, especially mm. in Brooklyn, I'm like there hanging out with somebody who's from Columbus, Ohio, somebody who's from Seattle is a diehard Seahawks fan. Like I've never been around someone who's like watching a Seahawks game and so emotionally into it.
1: (laughs) Yeah, like every so often during like Super Bowls, you'll see them like come out of the woodwork, but those aren't the real ones. Like regular season, I'm freaking out about, those are the real ones. The ones
0: at Turkey's Nest Tavern in Brooklyn, uh, week (laughs) 15, hoping the seahawks don't lose to a five-win cardinals team exactly diehards those
1: are the real ones exactly
0: but joe brought up a good point last week i was thinking about when he was talking about how the tigers were basically the best team in baseball like for a decade and never won and i was thinking never won the world series and i mm-hmm. was thinking like when i was a kid like there was a good portion of time where the indians were the best team in baseball and didn't win a world series yeah and
1: cleveland had some success this year too they've, yeah. m- they've had an appearance cleveland got so screwed in the PR whatever you want to call it just the no one was on their side that year
0: which we uh, uh 2016 so, when yeah. they
1: lost the Cubs like yeah just poor Cleveland what a, the story was so set the other way it's so, <laughs> it's
0: so bad because outside of the Chicago Cubs in baseball the Cleveland Indians are second like they have the longest draft yeah. like any other team the Indians were playing and that story would have been about them
1: maybe they they might have dodged themselves a bullet because they might not be called the Cleveland Indians had they won the 2016 World Series. I think if you put too big a spotlight on their ridiculous name, because they did have to get rid of their mascot after that year. Chief Wahoo. <laughs> yeah, yeah, if they if they won, they might have had to completely you, put the... Did yeah. you see what Shane Gillis tweeted about uh, the guy on the Giants getting cut?
0: Oh, yeah, I did. The NFL is yeah. no place
1: for offensive language. Go Redskins.
0: Yeah, <laughs> that's so much. Yeah, Redskins is like Indians is R- tame. Redskins, Braves, Come, yeah.
1: Chiefs. It's unbelievable how many there still are. But like, are the,
0: like uh, Redskins, I get, because it's like, you know, you would never see a Native American person and call them a Redskin. Um, and Indians is kind of like a misnomer. It was like an accident. So. <laughs> I love that. Wait, by that logic, the chiefs should all be fat guys. Because <laughs> <Yeah>, that's, <laughs> that's who gets called chief. Yeah, that's true. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, you wouldn't go out to a Native American. But but chief, I feel like, isn't as offensive. Like when you hear chiefs, you don't... I think it's just yeah. a matter at
1: this point of like, it's a weird thing to...
0: Like, we're going to be these
1: guys. Especially when you consider the longer... History of what happened. It is
0: a little bit. I think it's just one of those. Well, because in the early 1900s, when sports teams were just being named, Mm -hmm. one of the things that was culturally. A uh, dangerous thing Was the Native American Savage Yeah So you just like named it And it wasn't seen as like uh fuck them It was just <laughs> We're trying to be intimidating oh, I get it I get it It's just it's as time has gone on exactly. It's just crazy That yeah. that's
1: Those are some of the things That have leaked through We've changed so much stuff
0: And there's still some things Like that Yeah there. That they're yeah. still
1: there Cause like The Canadian broadcasters Do not say Indians They will say team from Cleveland Exclusively really? Yeah they don't The Toronto If you watch them play Toronto They don't say the word Indian Once over the broadcast They don't Wow. Yeah, they just call them the team from Cleveland. Yeah,
0: so like and but uh, there's like for some college sports, you like the Seminoles actually in Florida State. They they actually have a relationship with the Seminole tribe, and it's more of a tribute to them. And that's why huh. they haven't had to change it or huh. gotten shit for it. Maybe I, I I'm just
1: surprised the Cleve, cleveland especially though because they did have that crazy mascot. That mascot yeah. was
0: absurd. Yeah, <laughs> it yeah. is pretty. insane. like, if you were to. That's one of those where if you were to say to somebody, hey, make a thing that is racist and offensive towards Native Americans, that's what you would draw. Yeah,
1: the only thing that could make it more racist was giving it a body. Yeah. The head was 100% as, far- <laughs> as bad as it could be. Yeah. Uh, yeah. But so, yeah,
0: I would say, so like the Indians for a good portion in the 90s were probably the best team in baseball. Um, you could say the Mariners for a couple of years probably mm-hmm. were the best team. And the, over the last five years, arguably the Dodgers have been the best team in baseball. Why is it, maybe at least in our life, it's just in our lifetime, but it feels like of all the four major sports, baseball's the only one where the best team doesn't win, the may not win the World Series.
1: I think that's a product of the marathon of the season. Yeah. Like, over the course of 182-odd games, you kind of decide who's the statistical best, and then you take the sample size to such a smaller place. Yeah the game changes so much in the playoffs cause like now, now you don't have a five man rotation. Now it's about your three best pitchers. Now yeah. it's about all this. Like now you're playing American national league rules differently week to week versus like, so yeah, I think it's such a different thing in the playoffs that like, it's not telling you who the best regular season team yeah. was. It's like
0: theoretically that should happen in every sport that, mm-hmm. you know, every sport you can have teams that get hot in the playoffs and win every year. And the regular season doesn't matter as much, but in every other sport, every team that's been the best team has at least won a championship once. I think it does come down to like sample size, though, because if you look at like hockey, ba- football,
1: there's about five, four or five playoff, four playoff games, yeah, versus the seventeen games. That's yeah. similar to baseball, but in hockey and basketball, they play the same amount of playoff games as baseball teams sometimes, but their season is like one third the length. So yeah. I think you can the sample like you're deciding kind of who's the better team still yeah. in the basketball and the hockey ones like once the 70 games is decided yeah that best team is probably still going to be the best team i think after that 182 things have just sort of moved changed teams have gotten better worse injuries yeah I do think, you
0: think uh baseball ends up shortening their season in any i mean no i love yeah. this i yeah. this if, if it sounds like i'm <laughs> saying oh, this is a d- bad yeah, thing for baseball yeah. i love this aspect of, of baseball yeah. like the tigers ended up I losing to an eighty three win Cardinals team in the World Series. I enjoy this aspect of baseball and football has it too, because yeah. the nine and seven team
1: is always the most dangerous team in the playoffs, yeah. it seems like they're coming like I wouldn't I know people would lose their
0: minds, but I legitimately see the Eagles making a playoff run. Yeah, the e- I mean, yeah, now that the Eagles have beaten the Cowboys. I thought between the Eagles and Cowboys, whichever team won, either one of them, I mean, technically the Cowboys still can win the division if they win and the Eagles lose next week. Oh, there's, it's mathematically they I still can. I think so. Yeah, they can get in with an 8-8 eight and eight record if the Cowboys win and the Eagles lose, I believe. Do they have, What tiebreaker over them do they have if they just lost? I think, well, because they beat them earlier. So okay. I think if they have a better division record. Hmm. How many
1: teams have the Jets successfully kept out of the playoffs this year? Because it's the Steelers. Yeah. They killed them last night. And
0: they, I mean, it was a few weeks ago, and they probably killed the Raiders when the Raiders still had a chance. Yeah, that's going to, the Jets are just showing up as this, like, assassin team this year. And the Cowboys, one loss to the Jets is the difference. They're in it for the love of the game too, just yeah. taking out teams for the sake of it. Yeah, I did see um, Doug Stanhope just posted on Twitter. He's a big Arizona Cardinals fan, and he said he uh, in the beginning of the year bet the o- bet the over on them winning five point five games this year, and they're at five. So he said, if you guys think you're playing for nothing, that's not true. You are playing for something. <laughs> Hang this tweet in the locker room this week to motivate you guys. <laughs> the Giants were doing something similar.
1: The Giants and Redskins, both three and eleven. Almost and they had tied. A
0: shoot, they had a shootout. <laughs> they can't stop scoring. <laughs> they were nuts.
1: so desperate to not have the best draft pick in the division. Yeah, It's and unbelievable. Yeah. And the
0: the Dolphins and Bengals almost tied. The. the and the Dolphins were winning. The Bengals came back. This week was a pretty insane week in
1: football because the Saints-Titans game was also a shootout yeah. nonstop. Every time I thought the Saints, like, okay, they're up by 10. I can kind of, like, change to another game. Immediately yeah. backed up to three yeah, points. Michael it,
0: Thomas set the record for all-time, uh, re- for receptions in a single season. Past Marvin Harrison's, like, 144 was the record. Yeah. And definitely. a lot of that was with Teddy Bridgewater. Like, if not for Lamar Jackson, there's a legit argument Michael Thomas is the MVP. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. It's really hard to argue against Jackson, though. It's fun. To I don't watch. know. Well, so baseball is the only sport that does this that where there's an AL MVP and an NL MVP. Every other sport just has a league MVP. Yeah, I would. Mm. The, baseball is also the
1: only sport where the rules drastically change between, between NL, leagues. Yeah. yeah,
0: there's more of a difference between the American League and National League in baseball than there is between the West and the East in NHL or NBA. I saw something
1: on Twitter today that was making me die laughing. A bunch of National League fans were just like really. Smugly explaining what a double switch is to AL fans oh <laughs> like, who like, don't actually know because you can do the the, the baseball video game plays NL rules. So there was all these people complaining like, I keep wasting all my pinch hitters. And they're like, do you seriously not know what a double
0: switch is? I was laughing and what, so... In sh- MLB, yeah, MLB The Show? in MLB The Show. Well, you, you can do double switches in the American League. It just uh, you your pitcher's never really hitting. It so just doesn't a, yeah. make any sense yeah. to really...
1: It, the, the scenario is way less. But I was laughing so hard because it's so true. Like, NL fans are very... They all know what a double switch is. It happens yeah. all
0: the time. And <laughs> it's crazy to hear like... Because like, NL is typically seen as more like small ball... Um, bunt mm-hmm. the runner over, and uh, but my dad like loves small ball baseball. He'll talk about the Yankees and Phil Rizzuto and Mickey Mantle being great at bunting guys over. Well, Mickey Mantle is not usually bunting, but yeah. so, so my dad is almost like he uh, watches some like. Na- he said that next year he's going to watch more like National League games. So he feels like he will enjoy that game more.
1: Interesting. I know it. This opinion is rooted in zero logic. I think the suicide squeeze is a coward's move, and I don't like it. I know it makes so much sense and everyone should do it every single time. What about what about bunting against the shift? That I'm fine with. That's strategy. And it's it, maybe it's just because I started talking about the game. If somebody suicide squeezes me in the game, it's like I, that will make me my. I will lose years of my life. It's like you, you cowards, swing the bat. Yeah, let's let's play this freaking game.
0: Well, that's like what CC Sabathia got pissed on for bunting because he's like fat and that's bad knees. Like, come on, I can't run after the ball.
1: Yeah, it's not an opinion rooted in logic. I want like swing the bat. Like let's yeah. let's play the game. Like this is such a like. Mer, like, it almost feels like there should have come up with an infly, infield fly rule to stop that. <clears throat> yeah. Some, it's so cheap. Like, because the infield fly rule, I like that. It's so, because that easy triple play of just drop the pop-up. Yeah, like, exactly. Fly, screw that. That's yeah. lazy. <laughs> play the game. Yeah. There should be some kind of... Against the suicide squeeze. Personal opinion. I know it's not rooted in logic. Well, and- <laughs> my, my, like,
0: controversial rule change opinion of baseball, I think they should ban the shift. I think they should make, really? it, a, make it a rule that you're only allowed to have... um. Uh, uh, two players on either side of the infield. So it'd be like football. Like there's there's formations exactly, that you just yeah. can't do. Yeah, because other sports have things in the NBA. You're not allowed to say in uh, under the rim for more than three seconds. Yeah,
1: so it'd be like having a guy above second pace would be equivalent to being in the paint.
0: Yes. Or you can, ha- or in uh, the NHL, there's offsides because if there wasn't, a the guy would just offensive <laughs> guys would just stay there the entire time, and it just wouldn't be as fun of a game to watch. So there's precedent to make uh, positional rules in a sport because it's not as fun of a game to watch without that. Interesting. I don't. I like this. This shift is part of the statistical rise
1: side of it. Like all the yeah. stats becoming so much more important. All the data analysis, analytics, whatever you want to call it.
0: I don't know. That's interesting. I've never really thought about well, it like it that. because it makes the game so much the uh, three true outcomes. It's almost every batter is a walk, a hit, or a home run. A walk, a strikeout, or a home run. Yeah. And but that's then not could, as fun of a game to watch. You could see people. The shift always makes me think, how is it affecting
1: stats? Like, how many people in the 70s and the 80s that were stars? If you could have shifted on them, could you have...
0: Would, like, how would they have adjusted? Like, could you have to,
1: no, I'm almost wondering, like, could you have taken people out of the Hall of Fame with the shift? Like, well, how drastic they, does it affect yeah. these players?
0: Um, maybe for certain players, certain but ones, yeah. Other, like, and there's other players who probably would have had more home runs because of it, because it would have been swinging with the upward angle.
1: Exactly. I'm wondering how it affect, like, somebody like Joey Gallo, where they have everybody on the right side, yeah. like, there's no left field basically. Yeah. Who who are those guys?
0: Have but been? if there was no shift against him he's probably a less effective player because he's striking out so much. It's it's an interesting... You have one, I mean, it, he's probably not theory. swinging for the fences every time. A player like an Ichiro, I think, I mean, I I, I think war shows that he was like very effective, but not at, like, he seemed like the most effective player ever when I was watching him. Uh-huh. That he just could get on base all the time. Mm-hmm. Um, at he least often, run, I mean, defensively was amazing also but that offensively he gets on base all the time and it, he would talk apparently he would put on a show in batting practice and he's just like no nah, that's not how i can help the team the most i would strike out more often yeah i
1: saw a quote from him once where he's like yeah i could hit 40 home runs i'd also hit 240 and you wouldn't like that so yeah. <laughs> oh well
0: like yeah. get
1: over it i'm gonna hit 320 and yeah. hit 15 home be, runs you could
0: be Ichiro, or you could be adam dunn
1: <laughs> yeah he's like, and he's like very that's, i always thought it was amazing that he was so aware of he's like i could i could do that you don't want that like stop asking me
0: about probably his coaches and the team doesn't want it either
1: yeah that's it's funny we're talking about baseball rule changes because i guess one of the big stories in baseball this week is the three batter rule yeah they're they're gonna
0: change that next season a lot of backlash i don't think i like it i'm okay with i don't hate it um i'm okay i'm okay with it
1: i want to see how it works for a season before i decide like fuck this forever but i Anything that just gives the manager less options as to how to run the team, I don't know that I'm on board with.
0: Yeah, but then, uh, I mean, that's, that is something else there is precedent for in other sports, where it's like you just you don't allow a certain thing to happen because it would slow. T- like, there's a certain amount of timeouts in football and basketball. Absolutely. This feels more like the um, like soccer replacement rules
1: where you only sort of get, like, a few of them, or you have to do this, or, like, how basketball, you have to kind of have the guy there, you have to wait for a stoppage in time to, like, bring him in. Okay, yeah, like, like in
0: hockey, it's nuts when you... You don't really see it as much on TV when you're at a game and you see how often they switch shifts. mm -hmm. It's, like, just dudes, like flying for 45 seconds and then just jumping over the wall in the middle of plays and then other guys are jumping back and you have to time it out cuz if for too long you have too many men on the ice you'll get a penalty.
1: Yeah, if it is about time management, I think there's better ways to do it than give the manager less options as to how to like play his game. What would be the like the pitch clock? Is that coming in? Yeah, the I like I don't mind the pitch clock cuz some yeah. guys really take their fucking time out there and it's yeah. really annoying. Like if th- I don't want to say you're, like, a worse pitcher if it takes you, like, a minute and a half to pitch versus yeah. someone who takes you 45 seconds, but
0: maybe. <laughs> yeah, Now there is something to, uh, like, when I've been watching a playoff game in the ninth inning of an ALCS Game 7, and the pitcher's taking his time, and there's, like, a build up to it, and get the announcers then build it up, and it does, I think in a situation like that, I think a lot of people think, oh, I don't want to lose that, but then... You're taking that one specific situation that probably won't be much less dramatic with a pitch clock, and and now you're risking uh, or like throwing away the second inning of every game where a pitcher's taking his time for the other 162 games of the year for I, that one moment that probably won't lose a lot of tension if you have a pitch clock.
1: I mean, also, if we're talking about tension, I mean, tell me, tell me any time a countdown clock added less tension to something.
0: That's fair. (laughs) Like,
1: if there's like a literal ticking clock as the guy's like staring down, I don't see how that... That adds more tension in my eyes. Yeah. Like if there's like a count, he's like, fucking throw the
0: ball, dude. You got yeah, two seconds. Like, got, yeah, that's true. <laughs> like a yeah, shot clock in the NBA makes it more interesting. Play clock and football. Like how many times is it like you're just, the guy's just under center it's just like three, two. It's like, yo, dude, fucking go. There were, there's been, uh, there were old like, I don't know if it was college basketball or maybe NBA games from like the forties or fifties before there was a shot clock. And there would be like teams that took a lead and then just dribbled out the clock. And there were final scores in like the 20s and 30s. And it was just trying to keep the ball away from the other team because there was no shot clock. At that point, it's just like tag. You're yeah. <laughs> just like watching like a schoolyard game of keep away. Exactly. <laughs> um, but yeah, the NBA has been. Uh, and the Lakers, uh, they've lost. I think they lost three in a row. Right? Oh, yes. The
1: Lakers definitely lost last night because I, $20 said I. A wrong thing about that game (laughs) yesterday. No, they lost to the Nuggets. They got crushed by the Nuggets too.
0: Yeah, I'm excited. So this episode is going to be coming out on Christmas Day. Yeah, uh, lots of Christmas. And there's a lot of good Christmas Day uh, match. The Bucks are playing the 76ers. That's probably the one I'm looking forward to the most. I think Milwaukee will crush.
1: Philly's good, but Milwaukee's incredible. And I think Philly, Philly, Boston, and Toronto all have the same problem where they're like they're good teams, but they'll they'll play badly. Like, yeah. there'll be games where, like, somebody will cover the spread. I think the Mavericks smacked the Sixers
0: without the other Luka. night.
1: Yeah, without Luca, Chris Stapps had, like, 22. I might have bet on this game, so I remember pretty well, too. <laughs> but the Mavericks came in plus 8.5, and, and they won by almost 20. Yeah. So, like, I know that Philly has that in them, too, especially yeah. against a good team. Because, like, the, I think, objectively, the Bucks would have the Mavericks right now. So if the Mavericks can come into Philadelphia and smack yeah. them, because it was a road game, too.
0: It's crazy Like the, the Mavericks... uh it's like on paper they should be good because they have Luca and Krista. Like the NBA is such a star-driven league that you'll look at that and think they should be good. But then also, it's like you can have a team with. It's such a team sport, also mm-hmm. that people forget about. You need it, like the, the fact the Miami Heat are doing so well. Yeah, uh, the the Mavericks are incredibly well coached. Yes, and
1: they have a bunch of people who got to learn from Dirk. Like one of the yeah. best veterans ever. Like the, he's gone now, but he spent an entire season kind of grooming a very young team to yeah. play at a very high level. He's seen every level of success. And it, I think it shows. You have young stars, veteran guidance for those young stars, great coaching. And it's coming into success without spending the same money that the Lakers yeah. are. I think in the heat are sort of doing the same thing. Yeah. Solid coaching, good farm system, kind of Dwayne Wade. Was around giving young guys guidance. Just there's ways to kind of cheat the big money system, I think. And I think good coaching and veteran guidance is. That's why I love that the Yankees signed Brett Gardner again. Yeah. Whether or not Gardner is going to hit 25 home runs again. Brett Gardner is one of the only people on that team who has a World Series ring, got it with the Yankees, played with Jeter, seen success Downturn, rise. I yeah. think he'll be incredibly important for somebody like Glaber, for someone like Urshela. Yeah. Just to have him. And an, it's
0: crazy that we talk about the Yankees having like a good downturn. We didn't have a single losing season this decade. In terms of the New York Yankees. Exactly. Yes. Like it, an 85 win season is like a downturn for oh yeah, us. I know. Even I, like in the 80s, the Yankees were, it seems, the 80s were like the lean years. We had the most wins of any team in the 80s. <laughs> yeah. I literally, I mean, my dad refers to those as like dark ages. I know. <laughs> it's It's absurd. Um, but yeah, I was going to say, I like, um, I like having Gardner and Gardner. And now if Gardner or Talkman, whichever one of them is in the lineup, they probably won't be in the lineup together that often, but there are only left-handed hitters, which
1: yeah, is also in really weird.
0: Yeah. (laughs) Especially in a stadium where the right field porch is so short and the wind blows out. It's so late. Yeah. The Yankee right field gets so much media
1: press, but I was watching this thing on Twitter the other day where it was a diagram of all thirty of the baseball parks. Yeah. But it would like shift in real time as the different logos show up to show you all the different dimensions. Yeah. The crazy differences in the baseball bar parks. Yeah. It's Yankee is not that absurd. It's kind of more no, in the middle of the shape. It's
0: that it's built with the wind blowing out. So it's a short porch that is not shorter than there's other stadiums I think they have at 2014. But down if the you right look at line. the
1: diagrams of something like Comerica Park.
0: Yes, it's, it's <laughs> huge. Comerica huge. What the hell is with their.
1: There's like points. There's like a literal corner somewhere in Triple left Sally. center. Yep. Yeah. The, the Red Sox if you look at the design, I love that they are like, your right field is ridiculous. I'm like, our right field is ridiculous. Yeah. Okay. Our right field is
0: ridiculous. Yeah. Uh there's been some some are super deep, like crazy. It's- that's that's something I love about baseball that no other sport has, is that every stadium is different. Mm-hmm. I like, like that as well. And that they and also the batter's eye thing. Like that's another thing also. I like looking back in old baseball like stats and numbers, a lot of those guys were playing with Fans in center field. Uh-huh. So they could lo- easily lose the ball in that. And then they all of a sudden, every stadium has to have a batter's high. It's so hard and to th- That like, makes every stadium look different. Where like, it's got to be like some like designer's dream when you get to like work on a baseball stadium.
1: Yeah. Oh, yeah. You get so much freedom and options. You get that open air. Yeah. You just
0: put like uh, a waterfall in the outfield or a swimming pool.
1: Like Designing a basketball arena has got to be one of the more like, let's make it a circle. Put yeah. the court right in the middle. <laughs> uh, should we go with a uh, a black sort of brown motif? Yep, yeah. 100%. Well,
0: because in the video games, when you play, if you you can create a stadium. And in the NBA one, it's like, you get to pick the logo on the floor. Where's the logo going to be <laughs> on the floor? It's so bad. I would love,
1: I mean, it's not feasible at all. But it's too bad that the NBA doesn't have any kind of outdoorish sort of option. It's a winter yeah. sport. Yeah, it doesn't yeah. make a ton of sense. But it's too bad that, like, some place doesn't have, like, a retractable sort of... We can play outside when it makes sense to yeah. play outside. Yeah, that's
0: been... It's been amazing for the NHL when they... The stadium series games mm-hmm. they do. I Those don't know... Those are so much fun I to mean, watch. it's
1: obviously would cost an enormous amount of money and so much weird technology. But I was talking about this with someone last night. The Winter Classic, imagine how cool it would be if they built up a thing in the Vegas desert with the strip behind it. Yeah. Like, had a
0: new from
1: scratch like we built a hockey rink well, in sure, the freaking desert
0: well once the uh las vegas raiders uh the raiders moved to las vegas and they have a football stadium there oh, i am yeah. sure that they're going to do one of the stadium series games in las vegas oh that the would Golden be Knights. so sick i'm sure they forgot done, about yeah. the raiders coming they've done dodger stadium they've done uh uh city field yankee stadium and it's it's incredible like live attendance wise i remember looking up the numbers it was like five years ago so i don't know if it's still but live attendance the nhl sells as many seats as the nba does like throughout the league in their stadiums uh it's just as popular it's just they don't have any tv deals no one talks about them and i wonder like how much of it is if espn talked about hockey as much as they talked about the nba would the nhl be as popular yeah, I guess that's chicken or the egg. Do they not talk
1: about it because they know people don't care? Do they don't care so people don't care? Like, yeah. what, what? what is it? I
0: feel like some of it's a self-fulfilling prophecy. Exactly, like, right? But like, because, like, live, it doesn't get talked about and it sells as many tickets as NBA games do. That's mm-hmm. got to mean something. Yeah. Well, that that tells me that there's got to be hockey, like,
1: I don't know if I wouldn't call it public assets, but just not ESPN. Like there has to be very wildly followed, yeah, subscribed to. Like is wrestling has that too, where like the WWE pay thing is really well that does really well with its fans, right? I don't hear about the wrestling from really anybody but you and a select group of comedians. I don't see it on ESPN, but I know that like they sell out Madison Square Garden in five minutes. So like
0: I mean, they sell out uh, Dallas Cowboys Stadium, a hundred thousand fans for WrestleMania. Yeah, like so. The, I, there's got to be something like that for yeah, hockey, right? Yeah, there's the there's the NHL Network, and uh, there's a, on ESPN Plus they do uh, shows about NHL. And there's there is a part of me also that's like, when you love something that's kind of a little bit niche, if it got mainstream, it might like there would be changes that would make you like it less. Oh
1: my God, yes, that happens to literally everything.
0: <laughs> I've
1: I spent a lot of time. Uh, there was like a radio station. My mom got a new car when I was in high school and all, yeah. there was like a satellite radio station that was be playing all this awesome music and then I'd forget about it. And then two years later, it'd be on the regular radio. Yeah. And I'd be like, oh, I like this song. And then as soon as everyone else liked it, I was like, oh, this song sucks. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so I know exactly how you feel. Well, there
0: would also just be a lot of things that like, like if hockey got more popular, when there's a fight, it would actually be like a big deal. Like people would be going, (laughs) how is this barbarism allowed to happen? Or if there's a – anytime there's a big hit, it would become – and the NHL actually, they've – like there's actually – they created a department of player safety within the last like five, Mm ten years or so where they actually suspend guys for hits to the head and stuff like that. Well, that's probably not a bad thing. No, it's a very good thing. (laughs) Yeah. Um, But I'm just saying like how much – more would they like neuter the game if it was so like mainstream would Ye- they like there's less fighting now than there ever has been yeah but it still is in there and if anything it like protects players like when uh there was a whole documentary on netflix called ice guardians it's still up i'm pretty sure and they talk about guys who were like enforcers on their teams and Someone like a Wayne Gretzky said, no, without this guy having my back, I would have gotten cheap shot a lot more. Mm -hmm. Sidney Crosby deals with concussion problems all the time. He's never had an enforcer on his team. If somebody was there who would fuck you up if you fucked up Sidney Crosby, he'd probably have less head injuries.
1: I totally see that angle of it. I think you could look at football because football has been a violent and very popular thing for a long time. And football really is still football. They it's took out hits lot. to the head, but
0: and it's also uh, just every other play is like it's a battle of pass interference calls. Yeah, this is, I mean we've
1: this is well worn territory. That, yeah. yeah, I mean this is that's a, a common complaint about football here, but it is still a pretty brutal game objectively. Yeah. So if it is the most popular, I don't know that hockey it's, would get. Yeah. I don't think they'd take out collisions or checking yeah. or fighting. Yes, I do think you're right. If it got crazy mainstream, fighting would go. Yeah. I don't that would it's that's, that's just a cultural part of the game.
0: It that, is yeah. It's cultural like, and uh, the first ever professional hockey game was cancelled halfway through because of a fight. Back in like eighteen something. Very funny. That's very, very yeah. funny. <laughs> oh man. But yeah, I would I would worry about um but yeah, that's uh At least like with the NBA guy, I think also in the NBA more than any other sport, except uh, football with quarterbacks and individuals effort, you can see more clearly. Yeah.
1: Well, there's I think that just comes down to less people being there at one point. Yeah. Five. But like in the NFL
0: with quarterbacks, you get it uh, maybe like running backs and receivers here and there. Yeah. but yeah, in the NHL or MLB, like in baseball, the best player in baseball comes up only four times a game and fields the ball ten, maybe ten times a game. Yeah, that's right. You have fielding, it's completely random. And we've this decade completely
1: proved that being the best at baseball gets you absolutely dick.
0: Yeah. Because Mike the- Trout, I mean, he's got the most money of any player playing Oh, sports. yeah.
1: In baseball. In life, yeah. it gets you plenty.
0: Yeah. But uh, best pitcher and best hitter have nothing to show for it at all. Best pitcher, you say Kershaw? Yeah. Of the decade? Yeah. And yeah, no, well, yeah, well, he also, he just hasn't done well in the postseason. Well, yeah, I mean, we'll, we'll get into this a little bit uh, yeah. later. We are, yeah, so this, this episode's coming out Christmas, uh, if you're listening to it, and we are going to have an extra episode, we're going to do a bonus for the holiday season, for all of you, listen, all you people tune in, listen to us, we're going to do a decade in review podcast Absolutely. that's going to come out um, over the weekend, yeah. uh, uh, Some, between Christmas and New Year's. Yeah. Yeah. That's um, going to be a lot of fun. But yeah, this uh, this uh, the uh, the Clippers. I was a, been a little bit surprised that uh, it came together this fast. Usually, it takes at least a year. I th- did the Celtics win the first year they all came together? It was a year later. Was with Kevin Garnett, Ray Allen. They won Walpheus? in 08. Yeah, was that the year they came together? Or was I it a, think, yeah think I can't remember now. It was
1: I want to say it was the year yeah. later. I think they yeah, all I think signed so, in 07. I feel,
0: I feel like it takes a little bit of time to build some chemistry when guys come together. Like, I would assume it would. it's rare that a team just comes together from all different places. Like, the Warriors were together for a while and added one piece. Uh-huh. But, like, multiple guys, like a Paul, George, Kawhi, guys who would never played together before, just coming together and being able to be the top team, it seems like there would be some growing pains. Uh-huh. Like at least logically, you'd because think even that. the Heat didn't do it the first That's first was, yeah. time. Yeah,
1: the uh what was it? I've I've been looking at all the different final things. It seems like it's <clears throat> you're right completely that way because Cleveland, when LeBron went
0: back, yeah, lost to the Warriors that first time. Yep, and, and even and even that wasn't that was just one person. Yeah, and then he, and he but he was going to a team that wasn't good. Also, Wait, was Kyrie there that time yet? Uh, He was there, but so that oh, what were they? They may have been a playoff team, but they weren't like a high top contending team. Like, it wasn't like a Durant going to the Warriors. Well,
1: yeah, the there was one stretch where it was like, yeah, the Warriors beat Cleveland, Cleveland beats
0: the Warriors, Warriors (coughs) beat Cleveland, Warriors beat Cleveland. Yeah, so that is kind of like how we were saying before, where like in the NBA, the best teams made it to the finals every year. mm -hmm. Um, there was no yeah, there didn't seem to be a lot of uh, Cinderella. Like in the NFL and in the NHL, that did happen. A few, like, you know, the best team will win uh, a year, maybe two or three years even. Mm-hmm. But then there'll be a year where in the NHL, the eighth seed makes it to the finals. Absolutely, yeah. Or in the NFL, the Giants coming in and making it. Well, the, the NFL yeah. playoff race is pretty much, there's
1: only a couple teams that have to kind of solidify themselves. In what a what a year to be a team like the Vikings. Yeah. It's so got to be so frustrating to be a fan and just know that somebody who is eight and eight is going to get in the playoffs and like and you're, have
0: you're, a home home. Well, the Eagles could be nine and seven if they win this week and get in. Sure, but, but I do. remember The Seahawks were seven and nine one year, made the playoffs, had a home game, and won that game. I remember people were very upset that that yeah. was possible. But I mean it's, that that is possible in every sport. There you are can, multiple
1: divisions I think, yeah. where the third place team would be in first place in the, the NFC the, East.
0: Yeah, the NFL I think has the fewest teams in each division. Four, right? Yeah, four they have each. four in every division. MLB has has five, so it still is possible that a team wins a division. The MLB makes the playoffs with a war, with a bad record. I mean the Cardinals who won the World Series in 06, with an 83 win team. Yeah, that was that was crazy. <laughs> yeah. It is, the Cardinals, it's just there's some to just have a winning culture. And like the Cardinals, the Red Sox, and the Giants, I don't think there was any year where you were like, this is the runaway best team in the league. The Red Sox were, if you look at their 2010s, are so...
1: So it's first or fifth. Every They're either the yes. first place team yeah. or they are the worst team in the AL East. Every, yeah. I don't understand how they could swing that dramatically yeah. that much in a span of 10
0: years. Yeah, that many times. It happens like a worst to first will happen... It's Here almost like every year, like it's almost yeah. like
1: the thing where, like, when you win an Oscar, your next movie it always sucks. Like, they win a World Series and then fifth. Yeah. <laughs> just we 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 blew it. We spent yeah. all our energy on this year.
0: Fuck the next year. Yeah, that's it's pretty not. It's been it's been crazy. It seemed like the Twins this past year went from worst to first. Mm-hmm. And uh, in the NHL, the St. Louis Blues went. Um, they went. They were the worst record in the Western Conference in January, mm. and then made the playoffs and won the Stanley Cup. They went like worst to first within a four month period. Um, but for a team to do that multiple times yeah. in a decade, Over, yeah. yeah,
1: usually you get like one. That's a crazy season. This
0: yeah. <laughs> like it's starting to become a pattern. It's yeah. like really weird. And I still remember teams getting hot in the playoffs. I still remember when the Red Sox, when they won their second World Series, it was against the Colorado Rockies. Yep. Who just went on a like 19 game win streak to end the season and postseason. The second they got to the World Series, just done. It,
1: yeah, <laughs> it turned back into a pumpkin. They were yeah.
0: dead in
1: the water. There was no hope for them. The second that series started I remember that with being so depressing to watch like (laughs) I was so into their run and the moment that first game started yeah death
0: that had to be if you're a Red Sox fan uh you were the team where I mean outside of us being Yankees fans like everyone was rooting for them in 2004 just mm-hmm. it, anybody at most people will want to root for the underdog sure the team that hasn't won in 80 years yep. and then a few years later they're like oh my god we can have a second one it's like nope not the underdog anymore Red Rockies are here <laughs> yep
1: yeah <laughs> it's like no yeah you guys had your one I hope it was fun
0: yeah being now,
1: underdogs yeah they you win st- a few
0: more and now everyone uh, now you're just uh, now you're New York Yankees 2.0 I uh, yeah I mean that's the
1: that's gonna be the new dynamic the new dynamic between yankees and red sox fans is really annoying because they'll be like we're underdogs and we've won three times you guys don't win and we're the underdog it's like no pick one man yeah
0: you can be one you spend a ton of money on your players you spend more (laughs) it's like you spend money on your under the underdog
1: thing has to go yeah i get it like you're successful now
0: drop that shit yeah. like you're boston, not in boston in general was always like an underdog town but, but legitimately every single one of their major like sports teams underdogs. has won a championship in the last 10 years
1: and it's like it's such a i'm almost being like hey have some self-respect you're not underdogs like yeah you can act like you're just good yeah <laughs> like you don't have to come at it with this like yeah no one believed in us it's like no everyone
0: well because it is, is more fun it is fun be, to be an underdog. Be, yeah, but, if, um, but like it, right now, if um I'm if the Yankee, I would have more fun watching the Islanders win a Stanley Cup than the Yankees win a World Series because it's never happened in my life. I know why they're doing it. It's fun to be an underdog. Yeah. they aren't though. Yeah. The Islanders still
1: are. They are yeah. a good team that have not.
0: Yeah, well, it. the Islanders spent like twenty years
1: being the jobbers of the NHL. If the Islanders win this year. Make it next year. In two years, they will not be yes. underdogs. Yeah, like
0: they would. Well, that happened. Yeah, the Islanders had a dynasty in the early '80s, and they were like um, the uh, and the, well, a better example is probably the Philadelphia Flyers. They were the first expansion team to win the Stanley Cup when they first expanded. They just uh, it was in 1967. They had six teams, and they just created another six teams, mm. and they had their own conference. So. Whoever won that conference came out, made the Stanley Cup, so you had a team that was the best of the expansion teams versus the best of the original six just get sweeped the first three years of expansion. Yeah. Because the St. Louis Blues made the Stanley Cup each year, but they were still nowhere near as good as the original six teams. (laughs) Yeah. that's. And they ended up changing the playoff format where it was like once you make the playoffs, they kind of Mm reseeded. So there'd be a couple years where it was like Canadians versus Bruins still and just no expansion team made it. But the Philadelphia Flyers... Um, they would, uh, just get, uh, like outfit. The old teams were more physical than them. Mm -hmm. So the flyers put together a team of all just dudes who fought everyone. They were called the broad street bullies. Yeah, I remember this. And, uh, they won the Stanley cup in 97 and they did get a lot of shit as like, basically this isn't the sport that we come to watch. It's just a fight. This isn't how to play real hockey. Um, but then, uh, there was still an underdog feel of they're the first expansion team. They're doing what they mm-hmm. have to do. They won, then they won the next year. They made it the third year against the Canadians and all of a sudden there was like everyone wanted the Canadians to win.
1: Yeah, it happened to the Warriors. Yep. First time the Warriors are there, it's like holy
0: shit, Steph Curry and this team from right outside yeah. San Francisco, and then the Canadians and, ended up winning the next four Stanley Cups. Yep. and by the second or third one, it was like fuck the Canadians. Exactly. Then the Islanders won four straight, and it was like the Islanders coming out of nowhere, Long Island. By like year two or three, it was like all right, fuck the Islanders.
1: I get it. I'm not blaming. I'm not saying like, oh, how could you love being a because yeah. watching the Giants beat the Patriots that one year was yeah. the, one of the coolest things I've ever seen, and the Yankees got to be like four percent underdogs in 2017 and the fan base like shit themselves oh, yes. with happiness just yep. getting this taste of like what we get to be <laughs> i under- yeah. i watched that happen it was gross yeah. i so we, we were not uh, we were in no way underdogs having a five-day rebuild that is not underdog at any point point.
0: 2017 yankees were an underdog
1: were technically by the terms of like vegas weren't picking them to win like they should but, like, like them
0: beating the indians in that series was not supposed to happen
1: no but but historically i don't think you could like the idea that the yankee fans are sitting there in the yeah. house that friggin' ruth built in their pinstripes like oh look at us underdogs it's like shut the fuck yeah, up you don't get to
0: <laughs> be a historic
1: underdog yeah, but, it's
0: like... but for that series and for that team like that's a more fun team to watch win i then, understand yeah. it no
1: i get it that's why i know that's why yeah. boston can't shake it they had that, it for 50 yeah. years and they're like yeah. they're not ready to get rid of it yet The second
0: time the giants beat the patriots probably wasn't as fun as the first time
1: no no not at all the yeah. first time was one of the coolest things i've ever seen because yeah. it was so it was just one of those things that n- no one thought it would happen yeah like i know people say that a lot but it really was like i would love to go back and see what the actual like spread or the odds were yeah on that game i'm sure if you'd bet the giants you would have Made out like a bandit that yeah. night.
0: I wish the uh, the big, the, the Knicks would be the other one for me that's like my underdog team. That uh, it's weird that they're an underdog, but they get treated like the class of the league in a way. Yeah. Paul Pierce and
1: Kevin Garnett were on, uh, I think it was the jump with Adam Sandler. Yes. Uh, I did see this. Yeah. Yeah. Paul Pierce said, in no uncertain terms that the Knicks will never win a title in his lifetime. I thought that yeah. was a very bold thing for a guy nicknamed well, the Pe- truth I to mean,
0: say. Paul Pierce has also become a meme for making incorrect predictions. Oh, is he? I thought you were like going to say for the... pooping his pants during oh, the game. <laughs> Pretending to have an ankle injury. No, during the uh, <laughs> playoffs last year the Bucks would be down two games to none and he was like, the Bucks are done. And they came back and went <laughs> and it became like I would see memes where if Paul Pierce says something bet on the opposite. Oh, alright. So this is good so news for the I'm Knicks. Ex- now I'm excited. (laughs) This is
1: good news for the Knicks. I and Kevin Garnett at some point was just like, they were like, oh, you finished your career in Brooklyn. He's like, yeah. Brooklyn was all right to us, but like New York, New York, New York's the Knicks' town. But yikes! <laughs> I would yeah. laugh so hard. I was yeah. like, "God, this is brutal."
0: Uh, that is one I kind of because the Nets did originally play on Long Island. We were so talking. There's like a history. So I do. There's a part of me that kind of wishes I got to grow up a Nets fan and not a Knicks fan.
1: Yeah, I mean, right now it's a little bit fun. The Nets yeah. have been a little bit more interesting to watch. Once Kevin Durant comes back, I mean, it's going to be must see for oh, at yeah. least a few weeks. But, yeah, and uh,
0: Kyrie's been out for the last
1: few weeks mm-hmm. also. Yeah, but Spencer Dinwiddie's been he's been. Incredible. really coming into his own as a fantastic player. Not only is he a good basketball player, the man's a genius. He just got a $200 million Series C offer on his friggin' business that he's pitching. He's got all this like tech shit he's into, like cryptocurrency. He's trying to change the way the players' union pays people. Yeah. Like He's a bona fide, like, he's basically also two kinds of lawyer while being the starting point guard yeah. for the Nets. It's really fucking That's crazy. He's a very smart yeah. guy. And
0: I like Karis LeVert. Uh, Jared Allen is fun too. I think Jared Allen's like second behind Giannis in the league in dunks. It's very, you have
1: have to be a massive dickhead to have a fro like that and not have everyone love you. Yeah. (laughs) That's such a pass in basketball. Yeah. You have hair like that. Everyone's gonna be like that guy all the time.
0: Like you have to be the worst. Everyone li- that everyone liked Ben Wallace. Yeah, I'm trying to think of other guys. Other and he was
1: players. a pretty big dickhead too. And yeah.
0: people still loved him. Yeah. <laughs> the fro kind of gets you a lot of points yeah. with people. Yeah. Well, I mean, you got to be a dickhead <laughs> when you're a six foot seven center.
1: Yeah. I mean, and in the
0: coming th- out of Mount Union College, he was a Division three basketball player in a
1: pretty brutal era of basketball too. Under, yeah. under the basket got a little elbowy for. <laughs>
0: in yeah. His era for sure. You said you saw Uncut Gems, the movie, the Adam Sandler Kevin Garnett oh, movie. Oh yeah. Oh, it's yeah. great. I think yeah. I may see it on Christmas. I'm Jewish. I usually see a movie on Christmas. It's a
1: really good, uh, it's, I love Adam Sandler. I think he's great. I think he's great at two kinds of things, which most people aren't good at one kind of thing. So like, he's a very good dramatic actor and his comedies are swings. I grew up with
0: Adam Sandler. Yeah.
1: Oh yeah. Happy Gilmore, Billy Madison, but even something like,
0: I like 50 (sighs) First Dates and Anger Management too.
1: Yeah. I'm going more like, uh, something like Sandy Wexler,
0: yeah, is it I a? Seen do that. I
1: think it's a good movie? No. Yeah. Is it too? It's so long, and but he's doing such a big character. So many people don't have to, like. Someone he's a billionaire. Yeah. He doesn't have to put on weird teeth and do a weird yeah. character for like two hours in an attempt to just be like what he does to me is amazing. Yeah, you know, people, well, there's
0: also some movies that'll be like it, I can see it's objectively not a good movie, but I had fun for the hour and a half I was in there, and mm-hmm. that's how I feel about Click.
1: Yeah, oh, yeah, <laughs> Click Click gets remembered by a lot of people. If you ask a lot of people, like. What's a movie that made you cry? Weirdly, that's where that comes up all Click. the time. Click is a movie that, like, if you ask me, they'll be like, I never cried during movies, yeah. but then that last scene in Click, it's so weird, like, Reddit yeah. threads of, like, what, what movie made you cry? It's so That's where I hear that movie come I up got all the cro- time.
0: I got close to cry. I never cried in a movie before. I so said really? one of, no, but one of the closest I've gotten was Miracle. I'm a giant is, bitch about movies. Yeah.
1: I If I'm stoned, I will cry at movie trailers for movies I don't want to see. Yeah, it's just because the musical starts start to swell up, and I'll That's just be funny. like, "Oh my god, this movie's gonna suck so
0: much." Mi- <laughs> with, with miracle, it caught me off guard because I wasn't expecting to get emotional about something where I already know the ending. Yeah, but the way it's done is, uh, yeah, a lot of sports movies when they're based on a real thing is, uh, it may I assume I'm not going to be emotionally invested when i already know the outcome. Oh man, i'm i'm i know it's the silliest
1: thing about me. My girlfriend will make fun of me all the time but for like the, crying at Oh, movie for trailers. crying at movies. Not even just the movie trailers, like i'll cry at movies a lot because yeah. just like i'll just let it get me and i'll even just sort of even if i didn't like the things i was just we were watching Marriage Story and it's not a spoiler that at some point Adam Driver makes the entire cast of his play watch him sing this song for a Steven Sondheim song yeah. and i'm watching it like this is so corny. <laughs> I'm so
0: I don't like
1: this part. Yeah, and I'm still starting to tear up. I'm such a loser. About I got it.
0: emotional watching Shit's Creek. <laughs> you see that show on Netflix? I know, but I've heard it's great. It's a really good show. Um, last year I had brain surgery and I was home for like a month and a half, so I watched a bunch of shows on Netflix and Shit's Creek was one of them. And there's one scene where a couple is fighting and they make up by like one of them sings a song to the other one that's like a special song to them, and I was like, this is pretty cool. <laughs> like if I was a bitch like Anthony, I'd probably be crying yep. right now.
1: One hundred percent. There
0: there's been times
1: where like i it happened in like a movie that it shouldn't have and i was alone in the theater and i've like walked out and had to like I'm like walking with my hands over my face so that yeah. the staff doesn't judge
0: me because <laughs> it's like one in the afternoon and I'm now
1: very aware the sun's yeah. up and I'm like an
0: asshole. Yeah. It's like it's, well, I got to say we did our sports mo- top 10 sports movies episode a few weeks ago. And, fun. um, I was home, uh, sick last week. I had the flu. And, uh, and so I was like, let me go through Netflix, see what's on. And I watched basketball for the first time in like 15 years. <laughs> so good. It is so good. Like I, Thank God we're not doing that. My rankings have already changed, I feel, from two weeks ago.
1: (laughs) Yeah, the Zucker brothers are like producers or something of it. It's like, it does have a very airplane y vibe, like in a good way. Like, airplane is like a joke a second, really fun. It's got that same energy. Well, I texted you
0: because I forgot how many pro athletes make cameos. Like, Kareem Abdul Jabbar is in the movie. Mm -hmm. I remember Reggie Jackson being in the movie because a lot of the movies centered around. Rich Jackson's three home runs, but there were other, there are some other ones also on. Uh, just caught me sportscasters. Off Bob guard. Costas is yeah, in it. Bob Costas and Al Michaels are great in it. Yeah, and I want like there's some of the stuff like Al Michaels like being a creep in part of it <laughs> as and that's part of the bit. But I wonder if like with how politically correct things are now, if a movie came out, would Al Michaels even want to seem like a creepy dude? Oh no, probably not. The the era of people like
1: taking not taking themselves seriously. Well, yeah. In that way, for sure. I think you're yeah. right. It's especially done. But I think people would be trepidatious about being crazy in comedies right now anyway. Because if you look at how comedies age, comedies age like friggin', de- They're the worst. Have you watched Superbad recently? No, I haven't. Is- oh, pretty my bad. Yeah. God. Superbad is a 12-year-old movie. The first 20 minutes of that movie, the 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 F word gets used maybe 50 times. Yeah. And I remember, I remember learning this because somebody were were they, were they being fags? Maybe that's why, (laughs) but like, I remember it was so weird because time moves on so quickly. Like no one bats. And I remember walking out of super bad thinking that was the most accurate representation of how people my age talk ever. Yeah. Like that's how people talk to each other. Yeah. 100% accurately. And Twelve years later, I look back like, oh, so I guess everyone that I knew was a bigot.
0: Yeah, <laughs> and well, every- that's why with a lot of when they, the athletes, so they go back into like old Twitter stuff. It's not just in sports, but it seems to happen with athletes a lot. And it's like if anybody. Like was writing on Twitter how they actually spoke ten years ago. They're going to be canceled. It's but like I remember we were at a I was at a party and
1: like someone had the TV on and just one of the movie channels Superbad started coming on and over the course of like fifteen minutes everybody started like getting quieter and then everyone just started looking at each other. It's like why who keeps calling everyone a faggot? (laughs) It was like the team. It was like oh it's Jonah Hill.
0: Yeah. (laughs) Oh this is it is. It's the channel. There hasn't been and that's why there's like. I, someone else mentioned this to me. I hadn't thought about it. There's not any, like, big blockbuster comedies anymore since The Hangover, really. Has there been, like, a movie like that uh, in comedy? Um, Yeah. I mean uh, now it's all Bridesmaids
1: like was 20, Bridesmaids. Bridesmaids was twenty eleven. Bridesmaids was twenty
0: eleven. Okay, that's okay, that's still a yeah, while. Yeah, Hangover ago. was
1: 09. So yeah. like
0: Bridesmaids was 2011. That's still a while ago. Um
1: This like, is the end was twenty
0: thirteen. That was a every, huge studio now comedy. Now every single comedy is just I'm a big guy and I'm a little guy, and the big guy Let's actually <laughs> big guy actually has feelings. I mean, and if we're gonna shit
1: on Kevin Hart, we can <laughs> say his name.
0: I was actually thinking of Stuber, but, oh. <laughs> but <laughs> Kevin Hart and The Rock also it's the same dynamic. It, it's big guy, little guy, little guy is is weak. Isn't it funny how weak the little guy is? And the big guy is strong and he has toxic masculinity. But by the end of the movie he learns to be in touch with his feelings. Mm-hmm. I don't think comedies don't make box office
1: like a uh, event like comedies really the if you're looking at comedies that came out this year, you almost have to call fucking Avengers a stupid comedy because yeah. they, all they do is quip at each other. It's like all these yeah. little smart assy, like, we're going to hit yeah. this alien and even, be yeah, smart assy with each other. When that, we
0: did the sports movies, there were a lot of sports comedies, like, even The Longest Yard. And like, they were all from
1: 2000 to 2011. Exactly.
0: They're, like, like, nothing like that. There can't be, like, sports comedies where, yeah, like an Al Michaels acting like a creep. I do want to be clear. This isn't me saying, like, you can't make comedy anymore because people <laughs> are too
1: sad. That's, no, I don't, yeah. that's not what I'm saying at all. I think a lot of the comedy didn't make money in the big studio system, so a lot of the cool, interesting comedy is like just alti. Like it'll come out on Netflix or it'll come out on. Or it'll be something
0: like Goon came out recently, Mm -hmm. and that's got that in there. But it's like it's more like it's more independent it's what alt comedy kind of was but like big yeah. comedies
1: aren't making like uh did big you,
0: comedies were never like big box office they general. were for a little bit when will yeah.
1: will ferrell was huge yeah. for a while adam sandler for a while but like did you see the house like two years ago no. with will ferrell amy poehler manzouk it's like that 10 years ago that would have been a big big thing yeah. will ferrell and amy poehler turn their house into a casino yeah. do the whole thing. It, it came and went so fast that yeah. nobody makes they don't make money but yeah. like well, we I'm trying to, about, I'm trying to think now that yeah. you bring it up there. I've tried. What's the last big comedy? Everybody yeah. saw it. Everybody
0: yeah. cares. Comedy. Yeah. I don't knew. know. Well, we got off on a bit of a comedy tangent. At oh, the end no. of this one, but Well, that happens. We're, yeah. we, 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 we did mention, comedians. yeah, we did
1: say we were comedians like yeah. 10 weeks ago and never yes. really
0: referenced it again. <laughs> Uh, so oh, we're going yeah, to wrap, gonna this, wrap up. this one up. We'll go to stupid questions with Dave. Our producer, Dave, doesn't know anything about sports. They say there's no such things as stupid questions. We try to disprove that here. So, Dave, what do you have for us?
1: Uh, I, I, First of all, do you think Paul Pierce gives bad predictions just to distract everyone from the fact that he shit his pants? Yes. Yeah. 100%. Yeah. Oh, he's
0: – I mean he's on TV now and he's probably – I think – I don't know if you'd be as motivated to have a post playing career, or broadcast career. Well just um, to clarify,
1: he yeah. what happened was at some point in his playoff career, he pooped, <laughs> did not admit it. He pretended to hurt himself and he gets carted off the court and there's a conspiracy theory that he pooped through the rest of his playing career. And then like a year ago, he confirms it for some reason on Twitter. So oh, now oh. it's like, he just let it build for long enough that now it's the only thing I will ever think about.
0: <laughs> yeah. <laughs> also, like, I mean, at this point now with social media, like everything he says, anything anyone says, like will get like so much traction. So he probably figures, yeah, I'll admit it. And then I'll say something dumb next week and they'll move on. But it, that didn't happen. Now every time he says something, Nick, every reply is like, "Hey, remember when
1: you pooped in that playoff game
0: <laughs> and <laughs> you fucked up your ankle by like um. he was like in a wheelchair being carted off, and you couldn't like see a visible injury, and it was like, I wonder what's like wrong with him.
1: You just, just saw him wincing, and now we know why. Yeah, yeah. He, and it was the, from second one, that was the conspiracy theory, but, like, obviously ESPN didn't post, like, Paul Pierce out of the game, poop, in parentheses, yeah, like... I yeah, the same
0: thing, the same thing about all
1: those times you see with soccer, people go down when no one pushed them and mm-hmm. no one hit them at That all. happens
0: in the NBA a lot. They've mm-hmm. started calling fouls on people for flopping.
1: Right, right. Yeah. But it's just like, eh, I just had a bad taco and I'm just gonna pretend, like, oh, no, you hit me, bro. Yeah, yeah. And soccer players, too, they have to run, like, a full half marathon every game, you know, you never yeah. know when shit right. just decides to go on yeah maybe and i couldn't figure this out why why wouldn't they want ichiro to hit home runs because if he was swinging for the fences all the time he would get less singles and just ultimately be less productive to like you'd it's weird but in a in the grand scheme of things you'd always rather have someone go four for four than hit one two run
0: home run i don't like i mean in one game, it could maybe the home run makes a difference, but, but over, over the time, course of a season, right. going like one for four or 0 oh for four with four strikeouts every game, as opposed to going four for four multiple times over a whole season, you're on base more often. He had like 260 something hits in a season, and you're driving people in with RBI singles, as opposed to. 100 less hits
1: yeah he was very focused on doing what the team needed in the moment rather than what would make his personal stats look better right yeah so that's like and he's rare for Is that. Is anybody like really underappreciated because they absolutely had RBI's, they they absolutely got singles but because they weren't a power hitter.
0: Yeah, there are definitely now especially in the sabermetrics era there's guys uh, where newfound stats are coming out. There are certain guys who are looked back to- looked back on the opposite also as like they were Dave Parker was an MVP and Dave Parker was one of the best power hitters for a 5-year stretch. And then you look at his, like, war numbers and other stats, and it comes out, it's like, oh, he actually wasn't as valuable to the team as this guy, who was never seen as one of the best.
1: The new stats, I just texted you that one the other day, that uh, it's with the new player ratings, if Omar Vizquel came back and hit 400 straight home runs, he'd still be considered a less valuable person to a team than Scott Rowland would have been over his career. Yeah, Like, Omar Vizquel, if you said Omar Vizquel and Scott Rowland, a lot more people were going to be like, oh, yeah, like, he won... About One to be more the
0: gold gloves. Yeah, Scott Rowland is a guy. Scott who, Roland's a great I, player. Yeah, who wasn't necessarily seen as one of the best, but then you look at like war
1: wins of the Yeah. yeah. And then there's also
0: this someone like uh Craig Biggio, who is seen as one of the best guys, but isn't seen as being better than somebody who had more home runs, and you have to like look at the numbers and be like, oh, Biggio was just around for like I think the average person, without the steroids, if you just bring up Rafael Palmeiro's name and Craig Biggio's name, or Palmero's, like Gary Sheffield and Craig Biggio, you'd think, mm-hmm. well, Gary Sheffield's better, 500
1: home runs. To be fair, we are also giving Ichiro a lot of credit that he wasn't just doing some like big dick fuck you reporter kind of like, <laughs> right. I, that's I, I could hit all the home runs I want. Don't ask me dumb questions.
0: Like That's very possible. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> cool. Alright, thank you guys yeah, for thanks, listening. Guys. I'm Matt Marin.
1: I'm Anthony Passarelli.
0: Find us on Twitter. I'm at Marin. At, at AnthonyPass94. Send us uh, whatever you uh, want to yell at us about, yeah. whatever we said that you disagree with. Yep. <laughs>